to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello, this is Dr. Adrian Torres. I'm here with Truth in My Days director John Torres for a discussion about another important topic. John, I've heard that some Christians think Jesus came just for the Jewish people, not for us Gentiles. Have you heard of such a thing? I've heard of it. I see it on a Facebook Christian discussion group sometime. I don't see how one can actually believe that and still be considered a Christian, because if you're not also an ethnic Jew, then what do you have to do with Jesus? What covenant do you have? It seems to me that if, if that's what you think, you'd actually still be in the situation described in Ephesians 2.12, which speaks of, of Gentiles before Christ as being without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Then why would Christians ever think that? Again, I'm not sure that that genuine Christians would, but those who float this kind of idea generally appeal to a couple of verses. There's the one where Jesus sent out his disciples, the 12, on a preaching tour in Matthew 10, verses 5 to 8, where we read, These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Then, secondly, there's the story of the Canaanite woman. This is in Matthew 15, 24, where Jesus goes off to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He wants a break. And this Canaanite woman, Syrophoenician, comes to him asking for a healing, specifically an exorcism of her demon-possessed daughter, and we read in verse 24, he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So it's on the basis of these two verses that some would suggest that Jesus is only for the Jewish people. But I'm thinking perhaps the lost sheep of the house of Israel does not only refer to the physical descendants of Israel. I would think in the context, yes, when it's house of Israel, they are talking about the the physical descendants, but then that's not the whole story, is it? Because if we go all the way back even to Genesis 12, the first covenant that God made with Abram, we see that he calls him to go out, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to land I will show you. He promises blessings to Abram, make his name great. And it finishes with, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Which means from the very beginning, long before there was a covenant with Moses, the intention was always to include people of the entire world, all the families of the earth. And in fact, we saw Jesus earlier in the same book, this book of Matthew, an encounter with a centurion. And we read this in Matthew 8, 5 to 13. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. 
The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now, what we see here in Matthew 8, Jesus is already healing a Gentile. The centurion was certainly a Gentile, a Roman centurion. And he gives him the healing. And not only that, but he makes this comment that there will be some of the sons of the kingdom, the Jewish people, who will be cast out. And some from the east and the west, the Gentiles, who will be in. So already the idea that Jesus was only for the Jewish people is not viable. And then we have in John chapter 4, where he meets the Samaritan woman at the well in Sychar. And as a result of his encounter with her, a whole group of Samaritans come to believe in him and inherit eternal life through faith in him. So we see multiple examples of this. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 10. And a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and beyond the Jordan, and those from Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. So here are the people coming to him, and he's healing them. And it includes those from Tyre and Sidon, which in fact is the very region where he meets this Canaanite woman. And then, of course, there's the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So the command then is to go and make disciples of all the nations. The word translate nations could just as well be translated Gentiles. So why did Jesus say then he was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel? Well, it seems that when he says that, when he sends out his disciples on that preaching tour and tells them to go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, that applied only to that particular preaching tour. Because we see it everywhere else. He is dealing with Gentiles. His mission is to Gentiles. It's fulfilling what was said in the Bible from the beginning, that through Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, we do see that chronologically, he did go to the Jew first but also to the Gentile, not second to the Gentile. If we look in Romans 1.16, we read, 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of salvation to those who believe for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. So, or also for the Greek. So, it is for the Jew first chronologically, but it is not second to the Gentile. It is also to the Gentile. So, it, clearly then, the gospel is for both Jew and Gentile. Okay. Uh, but some people are still troubled by that incident with a Canaanite woman. Let me read it. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour, Matthew fifteen twenty-one to 28. So critics claim that Jesus was mean there, insulting even, calling her a dog, and he was racist. Others say that the woman actually forced him to change his mind, which would cast doubt on the divine omniscience. Are these actual problems? No, not when you understand what Jesus is doing. First, we note that if he had a policy against healing Gentiles, for whatever reason, he would not have done it, no matter what she said. But in point of fact, he had no such policy. We've already seen him do it a number of times. So he must have had another reason for what he did here. So ask yourself, what was the purpose of Jesus in doing miracles? Why did he do them? To show the power of God, to show that he comes from God. That was one. One key purpose was to authenticate himself. He says repeatedly, if you do not believe me, believe the works. The works testify me. So certainly primary purpose of the miracles was to authenticate himself. But there was another purpose, which we notice in the individual healings that are described. They're always intended to move people along in faith, move them forward in the faith journey. Usually the healing or the miracle doesn't take them all the way to actually converting, accepting Jesus as Savior, but there are exceptions. Notably, the man born blind who was healed in John chapter 9, after he has his run-in with the Jewish leaders in the synagogue, Jesus finds him and says to him, do you believe in the Son of God? He says, Lord, who is he that I may believe in him? And Jesus says, you have both seen him, and it is he who is speaking with you. And he says, Lord, I believe. So the purpose and the miracle is what brought this fellow. Before that miracle, he may not have been thinking at all about Jesus. But in most cases, the miracles will move a person along on a faith journey without bringing them all the way home yet. That fellow who had a son who was demon-possessed, the demon was throwing him into the fire and the water, trying to kill him. And he's asking Jesus to heal the son, and Jesus says, it's, it's, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The man says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. So he's, he's partly on the road to faith, not all the way there. 
and the miracles are meant to move them along. And I think that's what's happening here. Understand she's a Canaanite. She's not part of the Jewish people. From her point of view, that would probably mean she's a henotheist. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But please join us for the next part tomorrow. Same time and same place. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. Thank you.